Welcome to Sacred Heart's podcast series, The Heart of Sharon Road. This is Anne-Marie Turpak, Executive Director of Institutional Advancement at Sacred Heart Schools. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Meg Steele, current head of school at Woodlands Academy of the Sacred Heart in Lake Forest, Illinois, and incoming head of schools at Sacred Heart Schools, Sheridan Road. Welcome, Meg, to the Heart of Sheridan Road podcast. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're thrilled to be talking with you as we round out our academic year and prepare for your formal arrival on July 1. We're looking forward to introducing you to our broader Sacred Heart community. I know that there have been several of our families that have gotten to know you when you were on Sheridan Road. Some families have gotten to know you as head of schools at Woodland, but we wanna make sure everyone in our community knows who you are and how lucky we are to have you as our next head of schools. You've committed your career thus far to Sacred Heart education. Why did you choose education as a vocation? I think education chose me in many ways. I always had education in the back of my mind. My mother's a teacher. It seemed very natural, and I spent a lot of time in my childhood and high school trying to think of what else I might be, yet always got called back to education, and I'm glad I listened. Wonderful. And then why did you choose to teach at Sheridan Road? Sheridan Road was a bit of an accident. I will say a happy accident, but a bit of an accident. I, was, I taught one year at a public school outside Boston after graduate school, and it was a one-year position. Uh, And I thought I would come home. I knew I wanted to move back to Chicago, come home. I would sub in Evanston or Skokie or someplace and then get a teaching job in a public school system. Uh, We had a snow day in April in Boston. And so I thought, well, maybe I should just send some resumes out Uh, and got an interview over the phone with Sacred Heart to teach Hardy first grade, took the job over the phone And I remember hanging up the phone thinking, oh my goodness, what have I done? Well, at least I'll have health benefits. Well, I should say I took the job because I knew a lot of uh, Sacred Heart students when I was in high school. I went to St. Ignatius and I knew a lot of Sacred Heart students in high school and they were all poised, intelligent. They could look the teacher in the eye and shake their hands and they were good people, a lot of whom ended up being close friends. So I thought it was a safe place to take a job sight unseen, but came and fell in love. My first grade boys got the same message everywhere they went. And that was that we know you, we love you. We have high expectations from you, for you, excuse me. And we will help you get there. So that's why I have stayed. I have had the opportunity um, this winter to speak with sister Susan Maxwell. And she told me about that interview you spoke of, that she talked with you on the phone knew the goals and criteria were in you already and hired you on the spot. So that's so nice. We did, we started together and I will forever be grateful for that. Uh, So, you know, being a teacher and being an administrator strike me as very different roles. I've never been in the classroom as you have, but I've been spent most of my career in administration What inspired you to leave the classroom and to pursue the administrative role as a head of school? I started teaching knowing I wanted to be an administrator. 
I do think they're very different skill sets. And I loved teaching for six years. I probably would have been a nightmare teaching for 30 <laughs> because my interests are much broader in the organizational development. And I knew that from working at a camp for many summers, a camp called Phantom Lake. It's a YMCA camp in Wisconsin and had the opportunity to, opportunity to do a number of administrative roles there. And that was really where I found my comfort uh, in helping other people teach, setting, being a support, looking at the overall structure and organization and how do you set that up in a way that both in that case, counselors and campers could be successful in a school that faculty, staff, and students can be most successful. So that support role and that broader organizational role is what really appealed to me. So Meg, what have been some of your most valuable lessons that you learned while teaching in the classroom and then lessons you've learned as a division head and as a head of school? You know, I think they are actually probably all the same set of lessons that I keep learning over and over again in different ways and um, keep trying to, to integrate. First is to listen, that it's always most important to listen. Uh, I only have my own perspective and my own always limited understanding of whatever a situation is, whatever is happening. And so by listening to whomever I'm interacting with or trying to help or, um, or avoiding, always important to listen to the people I'm trying to avoid or <laughs> the situation I'm scared of, that listening is always um, going to lead to a better outcome. In addition, apologizing. I think that was one of the first lessons I learned in teaching is that just because I'm in a role as a teacher or a division head or a head of school does not mean that I have a better sense of any conflict situation, emotion, or any better knowledge necessarily. And so I am gonna make many mistakes and when I do, I need to apologize. And that will always help uh, deepen a relationship. And then finally, that relationships really are the key to everything. I do think back to your early quest, earlier question, that's why Sacred Heart has appealed so much is the value of a relationship and every relationship in our education and that really that's when you get the most done is when you are in relationship with everyone with whom you work. Thank you. That was beautiful and very humble. As someone who'll be reporting to you, I'm just thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> I will always try to listen and I will apologize when I don't. <laughs> so returning to Sheridan Road seems a bit like coming back home. Does it feel that way for you? It does in many, many ways. And I before applying for the position of head of schools, I had to sit and really think about, am I running home? Am I coming home? What will it mean to come home? Um, all of that was a really big part of my discernment around whether or not even to apply. Uh, it is coming home in many ways. Sacred Heart raised me as an educator and as an adult in many ways. And I'm coming home to a place that I was for 18 years, but I've been gone for six. So I think you'll probably all hear me say it over and over again in the first few months that, you know, I have 18 years of history, but not the last six. And I think that's a really important thing, certainly for me to remember, because it is home and I love Sacred Heart with all my heart. And I'm really excited to get to know who it is now, you know, what the community is living and dealing with and just really what those last six years have brought. From your perspective as head of schools, um at Woodlands Academy and 
you know, serving as a peer with our current head of school, Nat Wilburn, and all the heads of school throughout North America, what um, have you seen, what type of growth or change have you seen in Sheridan Road from your perspective as a former faculty member and staff member and now a head of school? Well, I think a caveat I'd put on that is I can't wait to find out <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. What, what I see from a couple of steps away is a community that has really continued to live into uh, location. I love the new programming that's happening, the Friday night programming, um, the rela- continued relationships with the service organizations like Cradles for Crayons and some of the other things I've seen and read about that have continued to grow uh, and continuing to really build that community in Edgewater with everybody in the area. I think that mm-hmm. continued growth and commitment is is exciting and I can't wait to see really what that looks like. And it's been really fun again from a distance to watch some of the initiatives that had started when I was leaving, like bringing in instructional coaches and really looking at differentiation and instruction and some of the various different programmatic things. It'll be interesting to see how those have all grown um, seemingly with all of the same heart. So, yeah. Yeah. So those are my, my before I arrive observations, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but excited to see really how the, how it's changed. And I know as well, um, because you've always been welcome back and we've always been happy to have you, but I remember seeing you at the preschool dedication. So Mm -hmm. there has been a whole new layer of education that's been added to our curriculum. Yes. Don't let me forget that one. I, that's something that had been a dream for so many years that I was not part of, uh, enacting, but Mm -hmm. as primary school head, in my bones and first grade teacher is my start point. I'm really excited to learn more about the preschool and see how that's developed. That's really exciting. So share with me some of your most inspirational moments as a sacred heart educator. That's a big question. (laughs) Um, You know, there have been so many, most are around kids, Um, watching kids learn who they are. I will never forget two kindergarten boys who uh, landed in my office an awful lot in September and October. And one of them looking up at me one day and saying, so if I don't hit anybody in a behaving class, I don't have to come here anymore. (laughs) I said, yep. Or you could come here for fun things. He went, oh, I'd like to come here for fun things. Uh And that was the last time I saw him for a disciplinary reason. So I, and that only came from his teacher spending a lot of time promoting the goals and him really learning who he was and making his own wise choices. Nice. So guiding his own personal growth. That would be one. Mm-hmm. Um, another inspirational experience for me has been serving on the Sacred Heart Commission on Goals. Mm. So being a member of Chicago, I uh, have been able to visit, I think I've done maybe 10 visits at this point and then participate in the revisioning of the 2020 goals and criteria. That has been uh, the set of experiences that most prepared me to be a head of school mm-hmm. and also probably some of the most profoundly inspirational experiences I've ever had in any realm mm-hmm. to really dig into the mission in that way. Nice. I'm sure we have people listening who had you as a teacher and are now alums or <laughs> knew you as a division head or may have met you as head of school at Woodlands Academy. 
What would you like to share with our audience now about who you are today and what motivates you as a leader? Hopefully they all see the same person. <laughs> I, my core values have not changed at all. I think the responsibilities of any given role are different. So there'll be some reacquainting ourselves to one another as a head of school versus a primary school head versus a teacher. But in, in the heart of everything is still that relationship in the middle. So I, my hope is that we find great familiarity in one another and knowing that I will be doing the head of school stuff. Mm-hmm. So Meg, you shared earlier that you grew up in Chicago and then you attended St. Ignatius College prep for high school. Mm-hmm. And then how did this school called Yale in New Haven, Connecticut? <laughs> Um, for your undergraduate education and then pursued graduate studies. Why do you think Catholic education is important? I think it's pretty simple. It is the value in Catholic education of the entirety of a person's experience. We're talking about a soul, not an academic curriculum. To me, that's really it. How has the educational landscape in Chicago changed during your time um, on Sheridan Road and then your awareness as head of school and at um, Woodlands Academy? That's a really interesting question. Um, I think the educational landscape has changed quite a bit in Chicago. There are a lot of new schools, new types of schools, whether they're for-profit schools, uh, online schools, individualized instruction, Given both the increase in competition and the fact that educational consumers, for lack of a better word, really want to know what the value is of their schools, um, people schools have had to really define themselves much more clearly. And I think that's a great gift for Sacred Heart schools, both Woodlands and Sacred Heart on Sheridan Road, is that that mission is so very clear and it's so very compelling that it is easier to define what we do well and differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that in the Chicago area anyway, uh, what Sacred Heart has in its single gender education has become increasingly unique as single gender high schools have gotten far fewer. It's changed the understanding of that. So I think that what Sacred Heart brings to the table about its understanding of its various learners enhanced by understanding about boys and girls learning styles and has a lot more power in that it's not so common anymore. I agree, but I also am speaking from someone who attended a, a, a girls' high school and really appreciated that experience. So, absolutely. And I would promote the girls' high school to the ends of the earth, having now run one for six years. I think people's understanding of it is, is less in the culture that doesn't have so many of them yeah. in the Chicago area, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Meg, I'm going to um, turn to some fun questions. So having been a primary school educator, this may be a hard one. What is your favorite children's book? Oh my goodness. Well, I will tell you in my high school head of school office, I have an entire bookshelf still of children's books. And those <laughs> are the 10% that I brought with me. The other 90% are with my nieces and nephews. So I have a very hard time naming that, but I will answer who was my favorite author as a child and still is, is Madeline Langle. Oh, starting nice. with, yeah, starting with A Wrinkle in Time, but 
all of her books, which really do cross over through children and adults. I think her spiritual sense and her understanding of the human experience and development in many ways um, sort of speaks to education, our educational philosophy also, but Mm -hmm. she's a lifelong favorite. Yeah, I love that. And what about an adult fiction book that has inspired you? Oh goodness, I'd probably have to stick with Madeline Langle right now. Okay. I am rereading her. Yep. <laughs> I am rereading her right now. But <laughs> what about a favorite quote that inspires you or motivates you? Um, two of them, and they're both Sophie. Madeline Sophie Vera. Yeah. Uh, if you are gonna make me pick two. You can share two. Pick one. Okay, can, good. Yeah. Because I could give you a lot of them, but the two are the um be humble, be simple, and bring joy to others. Nice. And your example, even more than your words, will be an eloquent lesson to the world. Both are on my refrigerator at home. Yes. Nice. You know, Meg, I I suspect from what I know of you and also you being ahead of school that you probably don't have a lot of time for yourself. (laughs) So when you do find nuggets of time, what do you do in the city on a lazy day if you have one of those? Hmm. You know, I have some favorites. I do love to ride my bike. I haven't been able to do that very much at all in the last few years. Um, But other things I love to do are we have um, three local nieces and nephews that are five, seven and nine. And so love to have sleepovers, you know, have big dessert and pizza for dinner and we play and giggle and um, they are absolutely wonderful. And more recently, I uh, have a one-year-old puppy and an 11-week-old puppy. So lots of puppy time. <laughs> That's been really my most recent favorite thing to do is just walk with them outside and let them play and wrestle and um, spend time very much in the present with them. Yeah. And my husband, of course, so, <laughs> in all of those activities. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. Well, thank you for this time. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with your uh, with our audience before we conclude? Uh, no, thank you for spending the time. I think the only thing I'd like to say is just how very excited I am to come back and to get to know everybody new and everybody again. So looking forward to it. Great. Thank you, Meg. Thank you, Annie. This is Anne-Marie Turpak with Meg Steele, incoming head of schools, signing off on the Heart of Sheridan Road podcast. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next podcast.